Blog Talk Radio. And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Cliff Lowe of CliffLow.com in Pinatina, New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. We'll, this week, we'll be joined by a special guest, Deborah Boyd of BewitchingBee.com, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, bringing us today's topic of banishing bad habits. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rootwork as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Contraman. Miss Cat? Hi. Gee whiz, your voice sounds a little crackly, Clifford. But yes, it's nice to hear you. Anyway, um, we may be having a little bit of um, phone line issues. Am I sounding okay? You sound yeah. fine. Okay, so the problem is in Teaneck. Um, New Jersey is under alien invasion attack again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Reverend Art said Cliff is a little wavy today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Contraman was cut off for a moment. And I also noticed in the chat that there's a whole lot of um, in and out, people joining the room, leaving the room, joining the room, leaving the room. That's always a sign of bad connectivity. And it may be somewhere between Teaneck and Blog Talk. Um, I would have Clifford call back in and hope that we get a better connection. And I hope everyone can stay connected. It's been a long time since we've had this kind of problem. And there we are. Hi, Kat, can you hear me? Yes, we'll be bringing you on in a moment. Um, Okay. So um, uh, today we have a show with our guest, Deb Voith. But first, I want to talk about what's happening here in my life and at Lucky Mojo, as I always do. So Lucky Mojo has been... um, Uh, readying to revive our old newsletter, which we used to send out once a month. And there's a dedicated crew um, who have self-selected their own idea to revive the newsletter. So I want to shout out to Eileen and um, Nikki, Leslie, Max, and um, Rachel. And they are, and, and Rachel's just a family member and not of, of Eileen's, not an employee of Lucky Mojo, but she's helping out too. So I want to thank everybody. Oh, and Heidi. And Heidi. Everybody who is doing this, they're going to be bringing us the newsletter again. They don't have a date. If you've ever been a customer of ours and have signed up for our newsletter, you're still on our newsletter email list. If you 
want to sign up for the newsletter and you are a customer with your next order, please note that you want to get the newsletter because we're trying to be polite. We're not going to spam, you know, everybody. But there are over 40,000 people, current um, uh, email addresses on our list. And we don't want to just, you know, make people angry by sending them too much stuff. So uh, we would like some positive confirmation that you want to um, get the newsletter. And the newsletter, of course, will contain discounts. That's the reason we do them, folks. And there's going Mm -hmm. to be significant discounts on certain lines of products and things like that. And, uh, you know, as we've always done. So that's just another cool thing that's coming along soon. We are working on um, getting a bunch of our old radio shows up at the Lucky Mojo Forum. I think I've mentioned before we have all of the Crystal Silence Leagues now lined up with what their contents are, links to each individual show, and there's also one by one we're adding pictures of the crystal of the week that was used. We've done the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, one by one by one, we've got the first. Um, we've got them all up online, but the first thirteen have illustrations that go with them. And we are now rebroadcasting the crystal. Excuse me, the which the priestess and the cauldron on a weekly basis for everyone with a pagan interest. And there have been rumblings about reviving the series. Elvira wants to do it. Miss Elvira was one of the co-hosts, so we'll see if that comes to pass. Then, the Now You Know show, which was very popular in its time, a very um, deep, educational, funny variety show with just so many facets, it's hard to describe it. Um, We've been putting those up. We have just completed listing the links to every single one of those shows. And we're going to be rebroadcasting them starting in October, which is when the show originally first went live, because those shows are time-dated to certain holidays, and they just sort of fall in a natural order. And um, that is that for the um, radio shows. So um, I just saw a note here saying, Dr. Sweets says, hey, no sound. Dr. Sweets can't help you. Somebody post in, oh, Good. <laughs> Wickway is up, said I can hear, and so Dr. Oh, Sweets is going to refresh. Okay, just trying to check the chat here while we're doing everything else. want to make sure that I see all the messages. Okay, Reverend Art can hear. Yay. All right. Something funky is going on, obviously, with the phone lines at Blog Talk or somewhere. Okay, so that's the news on the radio show. So if you're a fan of radio and hoodoo, we have some wonderful shows that have Uh, have been done and are being um, syndicated, I guess you could say. We're syndicating them. Also, Reverend Art is uh, in the chat. He's revving up his uh, soon-to-be-unveiled show, uh, Mystics and Mages and Magical Places, which is going to be virtual tours of temples, interviews with um, shamans, mages, priests and um, counselors and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just sort of like a tour of the world and the people therein who are in the mystical world. And um, 
So that's going to be uh, starting up soon. And Reverend James is still planning to start a new series of Crystal Silence League radio shows. So that's where we're at with the radio shows. We are working on the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. It'll be um, June 10th and 11th. And if you follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever else, you'll see videos that we've put out and um, all kinds of news on what's forthcoming. And let's see. Well, we're still selling those um, older workshops from past Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Sales are pretty brisk, uh, much more than I thought they would be. Folks are liking them, and then they, they, they buy one or two, and then they come back for more. $25 each. They're all about an hour, and some of them have a a question and answer session that runs for up to 40 minutes. There are um, PDFs that go with them that you can print out that are lecture notes with recipes from the workshops, and they cover everything, as you know we always do. Uh, candle magic, um, sachet powders, whatever it may be, um, new books and uh, sidelights on how the books came to be written. You can also order the books and uh, follow along with the uh, workshops as if you had been there at the festival when the workshop had the book as one of its uh, goodie box inclusions. And uh, there's things on spell casting. There's things on the evil eye. Uh, it's so much, um, 30 of those. And uh, I hope you all sign up and enjoy them if you miss those festivals. Well, that's it, I think, for the commercial side of the announcements. I needed to get those out the way because, you know, that's how we support our show. Now, as far as whatever else is going on around here, um, I've been working on uh, new projects, um, editing Miss Michael's upcoming book on sneaky tricks. Um, she's turned it in. It's wonderful. I'm typesetting and editing it as we go. You guys are going to love this book, Sneaky Tricks, How to Hide Your Hoodoo in Plain Sight. And that will be coming out with the festival June 10th and 11th. And if you buy the tickets and get the goodie box, that book will be included as a printed 96-page book in your goodie box. Wonderful book. I'm working on my own astrology book, which is kind of fun. I put it aside for a moment to work on her book. And those of my Patreons who are out there, I thank you all. I just released another Patreon page last night around midnight on the tea rooms of old Virginia, including some very unusual tea rooms. One that purports to be a log cabin that's the birthplace of George Washington, which is totally fake because George Washington was not born in a log cabin, although he was born in Virginia. <laughs> and the other one is called the Ella Cinders Tea Room, which is based on an old comic strip called Ella Cinders, which was really surprising to me because it doesn't look like they licensed it and ran with it. And so I've included information about the comics strip as well. As some of you know, I used to work in the comics business. All right. Now I'm going to uh, leave aside a few other things. First of all, you know, happy Lunar New Year greetings. And I know we've all been watching on the news the tragic shootings mm -hmm. um, in the Monterey Park. Um, you know, my father and stepmother used to live in Monterey Park. I know that place well. I know oh, wow. what street that was on. 
um, mm. it, um, it, it's shocking. And um, they've, well, you know, breaking story, things are happening. They found a dead body in a cargo van, whatever. It goes on. And um, mm. that's a dated story by the time you all hear this. But um, I hope that doesn't interfere with people's enjoyment of the Lunar New Year and the Year of the Rabbit. All right, I'm going to um, turn this over to you, Conjurman. Tell us what's happening in your world. Thanks, Miss Cat. Uh, yeah, just happy Lunar New Year to everyone. I'm trudging along, uh, keeping up with the uh, <laughs> things. It's a, it's a new year, but it's a busy new year already. Uh, we're, we're already, I can't believe that we're looking at the end of January already. <laughs> it's, it's gone by pretty fast, and it's been a pretty impactful month. Um, I definitely send my prayers and my thoughts to everyone who, who's lost a loved one at the Monterey Park massacre. Um, it, this is a very strange country to live in sometimes, um, given how hostile. There's a, there's a level of hostility in America that we've sort of accepted as normal, that anyone who lives outside kind of looks and goes, you all live like that? Uh, and it, it is. You don't realize it until you travel. Americans really should travel. The first time you travel abroad, you go, wait a minute, you this country is, there's some weird stuff going on in America. But I do hope that uh, regardless of the, of the sort of horrible experience, that it is a blessed Lunar New Year. It is always interesting to note how different societies, different traditions have different New Years. So, for example, there's the Civil New Year or the Civic New Year that we celebrate on January 1st. And for a lot of people, that's an important moment, the transition from the, from December to January is significant. There's all sort of traditions that are associated with it, the New Year's kiss, etc. Then there's the Lunar New Year. Then there's religious New Year's, right? The Islamic New Year, for example. Then there are astrological and seasonal New Year's for a lot of traditions and societies. New Year doesn't actually start until the vernal equinox. So we still have a couple months ahead of us. But it is interesting to see how all these things uh, can exist simultaneously, that people can celebrate New Year's Eve, Lunar New Year's, Vernal Equinox, all at the same time. And it speaks to sort of the beautiful diversity of, of traditions that are out there. Hmm. I thank you for giving that a little overview. Um, I love the Lunar New Year. I I mm. really it's just a wonderful festival of um mm. pretty things, joy, happiness. The it's, aesthetics um, of it is is in my opinion a lot better than uh the sort of civic New Year's of New Year's Eve in my opinion. I mean just the, the lunar new year colors, the the traditions, there's an aesthetic to it that is really stunning, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And um although Nothing can beat the solar new year for um, aesthetics because nature orchestrates it. Everything's bursting into bloom. You can't beat that. <laughs> but the lunar new year <laughs> is the best uh, human-made new year. I think it beats Jewish new year and secular new year. And... Um, and sowing all 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 the hell. <laughs> it's just the prettiest. All that red and gold, you can't beat that. All right. Well, um, we are bringing in our guest now. So what we're going to be talking about is getting rid of bad habits. And this is not just praying them away, although we may mention that, but it's going to be getting rid of bad habits through spell work. And 
um, you can banish your own bad habits. And of course, that's the title of the show, Banish Your Bad Habits. But many people will take these tricks away and use them to banish the bad habits of friends and relations and loved ones and dogs (laughs) and horses or whatever, you know, parrots. So think about it not only for yourself but for others. And to banish something is not the same as to destroy it. I want to start with that idea first. Mm-hmm. To banish something is to send it far away. It's a it's a formal punishment that consists of separation. So let's talk about banishing bad habits, not in terms of um, destruction, but in terms of sending them away. So welcome to the show, Deb. How are things? Hi. Thanks for having me on. Well, things with me... Um, this January has gone by so fast, um, and I really am feeling um, just, I was attracted to um, being on the show on the 22nd. Um, I think it's a really powerful day because it's um, the Lunar New Year and um, a power number. Um, although this week I haven't been feeling so powerful, I've been a little bit sick um all week not bad enough to be like sick sick out of commission but just um there's so many different viruses and stuff going around and i tested Mm -hmm. negative for covid but just um just a little under the weather all week um but basically i was thinking um when i first thought of the topic i thought it would be a good one because um so many people that i know um see you know, the beginning of the year is a time of renewal and um, maybe looking at, you know, um, letting some of the things that don't work for them anymore, um, having those things fall away or giving them a good push (laughs) to get them away, Mm -hmm. you know, start working on the opposite end of the spectrum and developing the strength. Um, so that's, yeah, I've a, been, that's um, a wonderful that's a wonderful way to look at it. Whether we're talking about the secular new year or the lunar new year, yeah, get a start fresh. Push away those unwanted habits and traits. And um, mm-hmm. I want to say one thing here about bad habits before we dive into the spell work. The picture that we mm-hmm. use, the placard for this week's show is a picture from an 1845 German book called uh, Struwwelpeter, which is um, sometimes called um, Shock-Haired Peter. And it's a horribly um, frightening children's book, things that people do that are bad and wrong. And the picture we chose is a a man, a young boy, I should say, these are all children, who breaks things. He breaks the birds' cages. He kills the birds. He breaks chairs. And this is about a bad habit of anger or domination, control, and cruelty. The other bad habits in the book include things like um, refusing to eat a certain food, sort of an anorexia bad habit, and uh, Mm -hmm. keeping your head in the air as you walk around and never looking where your feet are and falling into a canal. It just goes on and on. It's a a warning. It's a book of warnings. And um, it's completely online at gutenberg.org, and um, Nagashiva has put up a link to it for those who want to see it. It's been translated into English, and in fact, Mark Twain translated it at one point. He liked it so much. So... um, 
This idea, though, about self-cure is what's shown in the book. These are moral stories that tell you you have bad habits. Some of these may be what you do, and you should take warning. But they don't tell you how to get rid of them. The moral is always, oops, the person really messed up, and now they're either dead or injured or fished out of the river quite wet. And so the idea of curing your habits yourself is what I'd like you to get at, uh, Deb. How do you do that? How do you make a spell to banish your own bad habits? Wow. Yeah. I um, I think that's really um, the story you were giving about the book was really interesting. Um, I heard someone say recently that um, the moral of the story, like a lot of people will think that moral means something um, restrictive or tight or... Um, but what I was told that um, some people define moral as the truth, like what's the truth of the matter. And so I guess to devise a spell that would work for um, banishing uh, a bad habit or ban- maybe banishing fear or an addiction, maybe some extra weight or whatever it is that you're looking to banish, um, I think that you just you need to just kind of take a look at what, what that is. And I think when you do a spell for that, you're putting um, in action and you're incorporating symbolism into the specific thing that you seek to diminish or let go of. And then a good way to balance that is at the same time also um, um, do some work that also draws in something that will empower you and help you to, you know, get to the other side of that. Um, so I would, um, you know, there was a, uh, I, hear, I hear a lot of uh, clients talk about um, doing shadow work. And the thing is with a shadow, um, that would be like any of your thing, your perceived thoughts or defects or things that you don't like about yourself. And, um I heard a good um, explanation of that is to, if you're really kind of like looking at what that is, because some people don't know. I mean, they might feel like they're not doing so well. They might feel slightly confused or feel like life isn't working for them. Maybe they keep running into the same problem over and over again every day. And so um, what somebody told me was to act as if um, the inside of you is a, is a little shop. It's a little store. Like it could be um, it could be a big department store or it could be a little 7-Eleven. It can be any kind of store you want. But you need to kind of like look at what's going on inside of you and see what you have stacked on your shelf. <laughs> and just like a shopkeeper, you might have things on your shelf that have expired and they're now no longer working for you. And so what you would do is list those things. Uh, whatever they are that you're trying to let go of, and then do some type of work. Um, it could be candle spells, or um, it could be you know throwing things into a river and sending them away. Um, it could be you know a number of different types of spells, but whatever it is, you want to be able to to diminish it or send it away, and at the same time pull in the things that are going to empower you. Um, 
And so I like that um, idea. So you're you know, talking about after you identify that something's wrong mm-hmm. and you feel you mm-hmm. no longer need it, send it mm-hmm. away and then restock your shelves. Well, I want to get into the hoodoo yes. aspect yes. of this because we're talking psychology mm-hmm. and people are here really okay. to talk magic. Um, and right. Shira83 had a question. What happens when we don't recognize that we have a bad habit affecting us? Well, sure, this show isn't for that. I think mm-hmm. um, if you want to do that kind of work on yourself, that's prior to this show. Mm-hmm. We're We're talking about um, spells. I'm going to just start off with something really mm-hmm. practical. Bad habit of tobacco yeah. smoking. This is a really old spell. You smoke tobacco. You don't want to smoke tobacco. You take mm-hmm. some tobacco and you tie it up with um, knotweed. Uh, you could also tie it with um, bindweed or dodder, any kind of a vining plant that is mm-hmm an unwanted vining plant. In other words, not periwinkle, because that's a vining plant that reinforces marital um, conjugality. So you want something like knotweed, twitchgrass, witchgrass, that's a good one. And you you bind it up and you take it to um, a crossroads and you throw it in and you leave it there for the cars to drive Mm -hmm. over and take it away from you. Very old spell. I've done this one also for people with um, drug addictions. I've taken, I've asked somebody, this really got me in hot water. Somebody said they were smoking too much pot. I said, well, give me a joint. And they went, what? I said, give me a joint. And then I shredded it all up. <laughs> and I didn't have any knotweed or bindweed, but I had some sewing thread. So mm-hmm. I just went round and round and round with the sewing thread. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm going to throw your, <laughs> your, your bad weed habit away. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I took it outside and I set it on fire in a little gravel pit mm-hmm. where we used to make fires. And um, and they're like, no. <laughs> and then they started joking. Like, but I can still breathe it. It's coming out. Like, no, it's gone. It's gone. And I realized then that taking it farther away probably would have been a better thing because the person kept on joking with me. They weren't seeing it as banished. And this mm-hmm. brings up the problem of working for other people. Um, if it had been my own habit, I probably would have taken it to a river, but I was in the moment just sort of laughing and joking with the person. So one thing I took away from that is, yeah, you can burn it. You can tie it up with string. It doesn't have to be just exactly witchgrass, but you do have to get rid of it because I ended up, you know, we just ended up laughing a little bit. And I don't know if I really made an impression on that person or not. I want to bring Ollie in here. Can you give us a spell for banishing bad habits? Yeah, I love working with fire to banish bad habits. Uh, fire and water in particular. You can use earth and air as well, but fire and water really work well in this regard. What I do is generally write down uh, a series of things that I want to get rid of from my life. So it could be things like um, I have bad sleep hygiene, right? That could be a bad habit. I stay up too late. I don't sleep on time. That can be a bad habit. It could be a bad habit around eating, whatever it is. I write it down on a list, and then this involves, this to some extent goes to our question, it involves a level of honesty first uh, and a level of clarity. You can do clarity work to help along those lines, but knowing what those bad habits are. You write it down on a piece of paper. You fold the piece of paper up and place it into a black cauldron or a heat-proof bowl of some sort. Around it in a ring, you sprinkle knotweed in order to bind and keep it all within that circle. Then you splash a little bit of Florida water, 
light it on fire. Florida water is a fantastic purifying essence and spirit. It'll drive this thing out. Then once it burns all the way down, you gather the knotweed, mix it in with the ash, go to running river, throw it over your left shoulder, and walk away without looking back. And you can repeat as necessary. I've had clients who uh, wanted to start the new year in particular by completely revamping their life. So this is really relevant for this particular moment. You can do it around several things. You can do, all right, I'm going to get rid of my bad work habits, and you're going to write all the things that you do at work that really keep you from success. Then you do this particular ritual. Then you're going to do all my bad habits in love, and you can sort of refresh the year in this way where you eliminate the bad habits, do it over sort of three days, doing all the bad habits that, you, that have kept you from happiness, from success, from, from health, whatever it is. You burn it, you purify it, you throw it in the river, and then you rebuild. Going into the new year, really starting to build good habits once the bad has been driven out. That's a yeah. And, and, I, and this is really important, disposal in a, in a a river that you of the ashes that was great. Mm-hmm. Another way to do these is to bury them in a graveyard. And yep. uh, we talked about tobacco and and smoking weed, um, which are bad habits that do involve addictive substances. In the chat, people yeah. said, "Oh yes, you need rehabilitation, you need therapy, you need a support group." Of course, let's say instead the bad habit is losing your temper. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, in that case, you might want to have a picture of yourself losing your temper and burn that to ashes. You may want to just write out my bad temper 50 times and put it on a piece of paper, um, fold it up with some um, Run Devil Run powder. And I love Run Devil Run for that. And just yeah. um, you know, slip that little packet, fold it into the paper packet, and um, and slip it into the river or bury it in a graveyard. Run Double Run is mm-hmm. more locomotive, if you know what I mean. It's not so much being yeah. buried. So you might mm-hmm. take it to a, an overpass where uh, it goes over a train, and as the train goes by, you just throw it down onto the train, let it be carried away. And those, yes, are, yes. those are some of the ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Run Devil Run is really old. I mean, people, I, I kind of, I always feel slightly nostalgic about these older formula because they do kind of fall out of favor. Not a lot of people use Run Devil Run anymore. And it's mm-hmm. really a mm-hmm. shame because it's one of those really cool, old, early early 20th century formulas that are a part of the tradition of hoodoo. And one of the oldest ways of working with Run Devil Run is specifically to eliminate bad habits. Bad habits and depression and alcoholism are sort of the three things in addition to sort of doing driving out devils. Because the idea was that those things were devils that had bound you up in your life, whether it was alcoholism or it was some type of bad habit. So Run Devil Run works really well to drive the devils that have been binding you into bad habits that have been tempting you into bad ways, drive them out of your house. I will say that when I bury I actually prefer a slightly different method of burning because I like I like balance. I'm very big on, on this sort of – if I'm going to work with water, then I work with fire. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to work with earth, if I'm going to bury, I actually will instead mix the paper with incense and burn the incense down, really leaning into the idea of the element of air. And then once the incense burns down, burning the paper that has all the bad habits to ash and then burying 
in the cemetery. And when you bury in the cemetery, I do recommend a client to basically do a little mock funeral. Bury that thing and go, here lies mm-hmm. these bad things. They're now gone from my life, dead and buried. And when you return home, take a different route home or cross over water so that the bad habits can't follow you back. That's a good way of really definitively oh, like putting something behind you. Mm-hmm. Would it be possible to do that? Um, could you do something like dressing a black candle with run, devil, run, and etching um, your bad habit onto it, and then having a bowl of graveyard dirt and extinguishing the candle in that? Oh, that's nice. On your altar? Yeah. yeah. So let's 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 get that one. It's a black candle, and uh, mm-hmm. and you're going to inscribe the bad habit, the name of it. Again, you could call it, you know, my bad temper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, have a ring of graveyard dirt. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then um, extinguish and the candle it. before it goes out naturally. Now mm-hmm. I need to explain what that is about because a lot of people new to hoodoo don't understand that mm-hmm. candle manipulation is real important. Um, mm-hmm. You don't just let every candle go out naturally. There are many reasons to put a candle out by turning it upside down or um, sprinkling it with something to put it out. In this case, mm-hmm. if you had nothing but even a little tea light, you could pour the mm-hmm. graveyard dirt over the tea light. It would be very quick and effective. If you had a long, right. tall candle, you might want to turn the candle out and grind it out in the graveyard dirt. Manipulation mm-hmm. forms of candles deal with the way the candle itself is formed. Yeah, I love the the symbolism too of just putting it out within the graveyard dirt. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really nice. And then carry the graveyard dirt back to the graveyard. That's where it belongs. Now I know that um, uh, Clifford Lowe, uh, our announcer, we were talking earlier, and he said he had a spell, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's there right now. Are you there, Clifford? I'm here. Okay. How did um, you toss in that spell of yours? Okay. One of the things that I uh, have occasionally done um, is I take self-hardening clay and I meditate upon the things I want to be rid of in my life and I mold them into the shapes of monsters and demons. And then I take uh, a stylus and I engrave the name of the thing um, in one form or another on the back of it and let it harden. And when it's fully hardened, I take an enchanted hammer with I have runes on it and um, Mm -hmm. I say an incantation and I smash it to bits and I scatter the little bits at the crossroads and walk away without looking back. Wow. wow. That, so, that's really powerful. Yeah. So so first of all, you are a talented sculptor. So <laughs> that, yeah, thank you. That, is, that kind of goes, you know, uh, but not everyone is. But don't be uh, afraid of that. Contraman did a, a, a workshop once with self-hardening clay where we made guardians, and some of which mm-hmm. took the form of monsters or angels. And some people mm-hmm. were able to make a lump, right, Contraman? Yes. They, uh, they were, some were very pretty, and you could see the artistic talents of some. Uh, some were very Sauron-looking with like a single evil eye in it. Some were uh, sort of a, a lump uh, and a sort of amorphous fantastical uh, blob creature. Uh, and they worked just as well, but you could, you know, everyone comes at it with different artistic abilities. Would yeah, it be so, possible to do something... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, would it be possible to do something like that um, using like a little doll baby mm-hmm. and naming it that 
whatever that is that you're trying to uh, to banish or get rid of? Certainly. Yes. This goes to something similar to getting rid of people. Yeah. And you can certainly fill. Ah. Let's, let's take back mm-hmm. uh, to, to our old example, tobacco. You want to get rid of your mm-hmm. tobacco habit, fill a doll baby with tobacco, and uh, tie and bind its hands behind its back and hang it by its feet like the Hank Man, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. then go out to the go out to the Hanford Wigwag in Hanford, California, shimmy up the pole and hang that damn thing from the Hanford Wigwag. And every time a train goes by, <laughs> that thing's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it's an old Wigwag railroad signal. Wow. Eventually the string wow. will break, and that thing will go flying after that in the in the drafting of the train. It'll just whoosh out of place, okay? <laughs> you can also burn the doll baby. If you make a doll baby that a corn husk in particular, you put the, the bad habit within the corn husk, baptize it in the name of the thing. This is my anger. This is my you know, laziness. Whatever it is that the bad habit is, it's then placed within the corn husk. The corn husk is then burned on a pyre. So, of course, be very careful. Don't set your house on fire. Do this outdoors. Um, but mm-hmm. then you would then, again, scatter its ashes to the four corners of the wind and the crossroads. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! And I'm yeah, wondering if anything. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering if um, before doing some of these works, that maybe it might be good to take um, either like a cleansing bath or maybe even like a black walnut bath, um, where I know that's used in cutting clear spells, uh, where maybe you would take that black walnut bath. To um, to you know, just cleanse yourself of whatever that is that you're seeking to get rid of. Yeah, so that's kind of like a cut and clear yourself from your bad habits, um, and uh, that's a really nice way to work. It it is um, you're basically naming these unwanted parts of yourself, habits, mm-hmm. or, as you earlier said, things on your little store shelves that are out of date and no <laughs> longer wanted. And um, mm-hmm. you can represent them with objects. You can um, uh, give them a black walnut bath. In other words, you can bathe yourself in black walnut. That's one way to do it. I remove this from my body. I remove this from my mind. But another mm-hmm. thing to do might be a bad habit of being... Um, friendly to dangerous people, and it's not good for you. Uh, You're too friendly, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. you don't have any boundaries, mm-hmm. and you might take some pictures of some people who have really hurt you, and that you want the bad habit of being polite to them to go away. <laughs> I don't mean mm-hmm. the bad habit of being the bad habit of being acquiescent is what I mean. And you can take mm-hmm. little things to represent them and bathe them in black walnuts and throw it all out. In other words, bad habits. Um, can be internalized or externalized. Um, mm. If you have a bad habit, um, for instance, of um, mm, not trimming your fingernails regularly, like Struelpeter in the in the Struelpeter mm. um, uh, stories, he's got these long fingernails because he didn't trim his fingernails. Um, it takes some time. Trim those fingernails very deliberately, very neatly, and take all of those excessively long fingernails. Now, you don't want to burn them because that smells real bad. But you might want to say, I release you 
right? I release my my um, my obsessive collecting of my excess chitin or whatever it is. I release you and just throw the fingernails in the river, you know, like go. And you could use run, double run. You can also use cast off evil, although your fingernails are not evil. It's your own, um, you know, I would use cast off evil mm-hmm. if it was a drug addiction or something that I did that was really bad, like being mm-hmm. chronically violent or mean. That's casting mm-hmm. off evil. Run, double run. Um, is to get rid of something, and if you want to send your your fingernails to the happy hunting ground, you <laughs> could take, um, you know, um, again a little piece of paper and write, mm-hmm. "I release myself from the laziness of not trimming my fingernails." I, mm-hmm. I know that one sounds funny, but guess who mm-hmm. doesn't trim their fingernails regularly? <laughs> I wouldn't have brought it up if I was not intimately familiar with it. And then treat yourself to one of those brand new sparkly chrome fingernail clippers and and dress it with Van Van oil and um, and bless your fingernail clipper and say, from now on, me and my fingernail clipper are best friends. I I use bathing in a slightly different way. Um, I love working with bathing, but I also use it as a type of ink. So what you would do is you take basil, uh, you want to get some uh, bay leaf uh, and some salt. You mix it together and you pray over it that whatever my bad habit it may be, cleansed and purified and removed and cast off of me. You bathe yourself in this and gather the used bath water. Then you boil mashed up. You take some blackberries, mash them up in the... Uh, ba- used bath water that you've cleansed yourself of. Take it, mash some blackberries, boil it with some alum, add in some gum arabic, just a little bit so that you can thicken it. This creates a natural ink. Then take this ink with a brand new white porcelain dish and you will take it to a running water, river in particular. You will then use the ink to write whatever your bad habit is on it. If you can't use porcelain, you can also use uh, dissolving paper. That's perfectly fine. But you would write your bad habit my anger, my fear, whatever it is, you write it Mm. and wash the ink in the running water so that you wash it out of your life. So this is a way of combining. This is no fire involved. This is all water, uh, but also uses a way of getting rid of bad habits. So using bathing and ink and washing both yourself and then washing away the bad habit to remove it from your life. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. In the oh, in the sure. chat, Cliff said, I would consider using emetics and laxatives to remove blockages mm-hmm. in a magical context. Cliff, can you come back on in here? Sure. Um, though it's not strictly canned for hoodoo, centipods are used in X-lax, and I would think that would be a good symbol for removing blockages and removing of bad habits. You mean, uh, so I, your voice broke up a little bit. Are you saying to use as a container spell an X-lax box? <laughs> That would work perfectly well. I wasn't thinking that. Okay, or are you <laughs> saying you're saying to also take X-lax and um, no, no, I'm not and, saying uh, use it medicinally. No, no, no. I'm talking about using herbs as you would normally use in hoodoo, but herbs that normally cause vomiting and uh, diarrhea. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're you're <laughs> taking things. I get it now. You're taking things like um, black root, leptandra, or stuff like mm. that that would um, that would be a medic and. And uh, cathartic. I understand, right? And mish them up with the thing. Uh, put them in an X-Lex yeah. box. It sounds like a lot of fun. You can find some really pretty little vintage X-Lex and other emetic and laxative tins on eBay. Just look for 
vintage laxative. You'll be surprised what there is out there. <laughs> I have a collection of them because I like the graphics. Um, it's amazing how many laxatives were made in the old days with beautiful, beautiful tins. They're, 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 like you could have a whole museum of laxatives and each one of them be a container spell with somebody's bad habit in it. In fact, I'm thinking of starting a service now, kind of like a candle service. It will be your bad habit museum. And then I can buy more and more of these beautiful tins and everyone's bad habits will be in them. Oh, that's great. That's great. You can, <laughs> Another thought I had was using like a, a, a black hen's egg. Um, mm-hmm. with the intention of um, cleansing yourself in that way also uh, of whatever bad habit. Um, and as you're rolling the egg over yourself, you know, just um, keep repeating to yourself, I remove this condition from myself. I am removing this condition from myself. And when you're done, just um, take that egg and throw it at the base of a strong tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And uh, I'm just going to mention another thing while on the subject of laxatives. Um, (laughs) uh, There are are laxatives that are mild, like flax seed. You don't need to use senna pods. You could use senna leaves. But flax seed is um, often used for... Um, bowel cleansing, it's, it's it's okay. You know, it's a gentle, it's used sometimes for children. It's why it's in um, magical use is for the health of children, which often means removing constipation. And so um, psyllium husks are another. And there's a, mm-hmm. there's a sort of an idea here of um, that, that Clifford has touched upon, um, putting those mm-hmm. things together. They're often added in the old days to alcohol. You would put um, not flax or psyllium, but you'd put senna in the alcohol and maybe a few other things. And every time the person drank, they would get mm-hmm. the runs. And they wouldn't even know really what was happening. But the idea mm-hmm. was uh, it was magical medical um, work. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <Right>? Driving <laughs> out bag of habits isn't just for yourself. You can do it for others. A really old-timey, and this comes out of Virginian content, an old-timey way of getting rid of bad habits. This was a conjure to deal with people who had bad tempers. If they had bad tempers, you can do it for yourself. If you have a bad temper, this is really good. It's very simple working. But if it's for somebody else, say your partner has a bad temper, and they're perfect in every other way, but they have a really bad temper, or your child has a bad temper, and you want to get rid of it, what you do is you take a jar and you fill it with fresh water and salt and write their name and anger on a small piece of paper and place it into that water. I was told you need to put a lot of salt so that if you were to taste it, it was extraordinarily salty and slightly bitter. So you want to put a lot of salt in there, mix in that fresh water, and then you stir it. You stir it for three days with the name paper and the the word anger or temper or whatever that represents that bad habit. You stir it for 30 days. On the third day, you then close the jar, take a nail, and poke a hole in it. You will then go to a running water, to a river bank, bury it upside down so that the water will begin to drain. And what this will do is drain the person of their temper and their anger and their bitterness. And eventually, as the water all flows out, what will remain is an empty jar that represents them sort of being purified of the anger or temper. And it does work. It's really good for people who sort of need to cool off 
Um, it works mm-hmm. with these sort of cooling elements to really remove the heat from a person's spirit. I've done it for clients who've had partners or children that have had temper problems, and it does mellow them out. Uh, just to just to jump in for a minute, people are asking about what is that clicking. Um, folks, I am legally blind. I cannot see my keyboard. Don't know if I'm hitting it right. I use a very old-fashioned, very loud keyboard to help me type. Yes, you will hear me typing. Sorry. It's actually quite soothing. If anyone's into like uh, ASMR or soothing, that, that clicking is very soothing. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do it because I need to kind of know where I can't see the letters on the keyboard, so it's kind of a just a little thing. There's little bumps. I don't know if you know on a keyboard, there's little bumps that sort of orient you. Anyway, sorry about the interruption. That's what it is. Oh, I Patricia said, oh, I see. <laughs> yes, you can hire me for special ASMR typing sessions. <laughs> okay. Whole new profession there. Side business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So um, Reverend James mentioned an okra bath because it makes a mucilage which oh, yes. attaches that's to that's things that's to that's remove that's them. That is mm-hmm. so true. Reverend James, that's an old, old one and goes oh. back to Africa, as does okra. In fact, the name okra is an African name. So mm-hmm. okra is in the hibiscus family, and it makes this sort of mucilage, and people would chop it up and cut it and just literally wipe it over their bodies to remove bad conditions from the body. Clifford Lowe mentioned his grandmother's favorite medicine, prune juice. Um, absolutely. Prune juice <laughs> is another good one. Um, imagine um, taking the name of your bad habit and um, mm-hmm. writing it on a piece of dissolving paper and mm. uh, stirring it into prune juice and drinking it. Mm. Mm. I'm a big fan of of, uh, taking the power away from something. If a Mm -hmm. habit you have is something that you've built up over time, something that is Mm -hmm. really hard to break, this can be uh, particularly true for people who are trying to follow certain dietary restrictions or regimes of health, like something like it's hard to do workouts because you get really tired or whatnot or whatever it is, right? Like if you've built it over time, what you want to do is reduce the power of that thing that has a hold over you. This is really good in particular for things that are like fear-related. If you're an anxious person, if you're a fearful person, that's something that's been built over time, right? It's just been socialized into you for like years and years and years and years, and that's what's keeping you from, I don't know, dating or finding new jobs or whatever. You're really anxious. What you can do is use a very old talismanic prescription that I have uh, altered and modified slightly for this instance. You write the word Mm -hmm. that represents your bad habit. So in this case, we can say anxiety, right? Anxiety, Mm -hmm. big and bold. And then underneath Mm -hmm. it, you write anxiety again, but you remove one of the letters. And then you repeat this process until you remove one letter, one letter, one oh. letter, until only one letter is left, that final A. So it's an inverted triangle. You bring it down from anxiety all the way down to A. Then you fold this up and you place it under a heavy rock far, far away from you to keep this thing mm-hmm. powerless over you. Oh, it's a wonderful spell. 
That is, um, yeah, that's very much based on an old fever reduction spell as well. Yep. And um, that is a great spell. Um, and I'm just going to write it, et cetera. I'm not going to try to spell this. <laughs> Under a rock. Um, that's good. Uh, Balkan Diviner 14, who calls in regularly from Romania, says running water can also be used by crossing a river Literally, in other words, rather than throwing something into a river, but crossing a river mm-hmm. and leaving the um, the bad habit behind. In European tradition, says Balkan Diviner, we believe a spirit cannot follow you anymore. Absolutely um, old American belief as well, and uh, probably mm-hmm. found around the world. And that's a, a very good one to do. Just leave it behind you. Leave it in the last county. Cross a river. Cross water. And... Um, I I really I really like that. Um, there's a um, uh, we have a a, a a troll in the chat. Could you get rid of that person, Shiva? I'm I'm done with them, please. <laughs> I think they may be going now. Were they trolling magic? Is that what it was? Uh, it, it, they they were just uh, you know just got hung up talking about um, diarrhea endlessly. Oh, not really of any uh, use to us, you know. It's, it's whatever, know. you know. People, yeah. people, people, people. Um, people will be so, people. If, yes. <laughs> if there's a tradition of, of walking over water to remove things in Europe, you find a very similar tradition, but with fire. That it's fire leaping, which comes from the old Iranian tradition. It's actually a festival, mm-hmm. Suri, which is uh, one of the of Zoroastrian origin. It's very, very old. Um, it's done on the last. Uh, Wednesday of the year. So it's sort of associated with uh, the winter solstice, just a little bit after it. But what you do mm-hmm. is you create a fire out of logs and then you leap over the fire. So you want to get a small fire, not a particularly big fire that ends up really burning you. But the idea is that as you mm-hmm. leap over it, the fire will remove the bad, hold it because bad cannot cross over the light. It'll be held in the shadow, and you leap forward, renewed. And so you can do this tradition. You can slightly alter it to make it around bad habits rather than just a general blessing that removes the negative mm-hmm. and brings in the good. You can make it as I leap over my fear, leap over my anxiety, leap over my alcoholism, whatever it is, and leave it behind using the fire. You can add elements to the fire. For example, you can write whatever those things are, on the logs that you burn. So you can write anxiety, you can write fear, you can put anger onto it, light the fire, and then leap mm-hmm. over it, letting the fire take that thing away from you as you walk away renewed. Okay. I'm going to throw in one, one more, which is banishing. Um, there is a formula called banishing, an old spiritual supply mm-hmm. formula, Many people confuse it with hot foot, and they think it's going to drive a person away. But hot foot is to drive someone away locationally. Banishing is to drive something away and keep it from returning. And mm-hmm. it doesn't um, – it, it's pretty gentle. Separation is another mm-hmm. uh, formula, is that is to separate yourself from from something. So mm-hmm. using a combination of those types of ingredients, for instance, we talked about a doll again. And if mm-hmm. you are um, liking to make dolls or sculptures, such as um, Clifford mentioned, you can take mm-hmm. banishing uh, incense powder 
and um, incorporated into a doll. You don't have to burn it necessarily. It's just, you know, what it is. Or uh, make a um, a clay doll with some stuff that's in it, like banishing incense works really well, mixed into clay. Mm-hmm. And then send that doll away. Now, one way to send a doll away that we have not mentioned, although it's been mentioned on the show before, is to mail it away. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you can um, take that doll that contains your... Mm-hmm. Um, problem maybe mm-hmm. and mail it someplace and banish it it will never come back um, and uh, California sister said anxiety under a rock um, I'm just going to really quickly say it it's the old formula of, like abracadabra of writing one less letter every time and then mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and then what countryman said was put it under a rock and go walk home leave it Okay. alright I like that <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I I think we've got some really, really good ideas here for getting rid of bad habits. The chat has been super lively today, and I want to thank you all for um, putting in your two senses. Everybody's got a, a good one. I'm going to I'm going to give you another one. All right. So this is the old gingerbread um, type figure you make a gingerbread figure you can make it be what you don't want let's say you want to lose those excess pounds and you have a habit of overeating and cookies are a problem so you make yourself some big fat puffy gingerbread cookies right and you label them my overeating or whatever it is and you take them outside and you crumble up and leave them for the crows or the other birds to eat so away goes your excess poundage (laughs) And away goes your um, desire to eat those cookies. You can also go a step farther if you want to and make what I, um, well, what I would call punishment um, foods or punishment uh, cookies. People will sometimes make, um, to break themselves of wanting to eat a certain kind of food, will make that food and you they're taught in certain psychology classes. Visualize it covered with flies. Visualize it and covered with shit, and then you won't want to eat it. Well, why not just actually put flies in it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, um, get yourself a whole bunch of dead ants and flies, and then make that food which you know is unhealthy for you. Um, put it on a plate. Put the dead flies and all all over it. Cover it with a little sprinkle of goofer dust and um, and put it outside in nature and say, I'm done with it. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. an addition of flies and goofer dust. It's <laughs> <laughs> very gross. <laughs> well, sometimes it takes that kind of thing to shock a person that, into change. That's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Deb, for bringing this topic to us. And um, and thank you, Nagashi, for, for banishing our troll, who, <laughs> who was our little bad habit. Um, okay. So let's give this away to Clifford, and he's going to bring us in our client. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic contra practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And the Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. 
Receive a reading with a trusted group worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our caller is Penny calling from area code 832. Penny, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> Very good. Welcome. And you wrote, um, my brother is back with an ex who does not love him and only uses him for his money and the lifestyle he provides. She is extremely manipulative and backstabbing towards him. He is love-struck and cannot see past her true motives and intentions. Just want to know what work will be effective in getting rid of her, ridding her out of the life for good for the long term, and if she placed sorcery on him, what job would be effective in removing that as well as protection from her, placing any future sorcery on him? Would it be best to wait until Mercury retrograde is over to perform removing her out of his life, such as the next waning moon, and the best tools for protecting myself during and after removing her? Turning it over to you, Miss Cat. All right. So you've asked a bunch of questions here, and we have one question that we're going to focus on because these are short readings. Yes, so I understand. First, I'm, I'm first, first you state that this this um, X is bad and you, that you don't have a question. Then you want to know what work would be effective, and then you ask after that, did she play sorcery on him? What job would be effective if so? And then would it be best to wait until after Mercury retrograde? Uh, such as the next waning moon. So I'm going to combine these into one question. Did she place sorcery? And if so, will magic be effective? And if magic is effective, should we wait till Mercury retrograde is over, which it is now, and um, and go for the next waning moon, um, which would be in a couple of weeks from now? Um, so I'm going to uh, turn this over to Conjurman, uh kind of boil that down into that question, if that's okay, Conjurman. Yeah, we can we can boil it down. There's a sort of looking at broadly, uh, is this person a threat and should we be removing this person? Um, I do have a couple questions of my own. First, what kind of a zodiac is your brother? Hello? Oh, sorry. Are you there? Oh, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. He's a Virgo. He's a Virgo. Do you know the sign of this other person? She's an Aries. She's in Aries. Okay, yeah. So that that is not exactly <laughs> not an ideal <laughs> match. Cat's uh, <laughs> chuckling over there because she knows what I'm talking about. It's not exactly an ideal uh, match there. Can Can I say something just really quick, really brief? Um, I really please, please, like wait, please, please don't. Please don't. Oh, we yes, only have so okay. much time. We we have to we have to get to the no answer problem. to your question. Oh, got it. Um, go ahead, Congressman. Yes, thanks. So we do, we, this isn't a particularly good mix. It's not going to be an easy one to break, but it is possible here. So what I've done is pulled three cards just to find out what is going on in this circumstance, what can you expect. So the very first card that we have here is the Page of Wands. And the Page of Wands is a young individual uh, who is excited, looking to their horizons. They're out in the desert. Uh, generally, this card is referred to as the geometer. It's a person who's holding a staff down up and they're doing some form of measurement here. The Page of Wands is a person who generally sees the positive, the person who sees the good, it's a person who looks to the future. It's also a person who is relatively impressionable. Uh, and so this would be an indication of, of your brother to some extent, that the brother doesn't have a lot of power here. Um, it is a person who is um, 
may be successful in their own right, but may not have a spiritual, physical willpower here. So to be mindful of of that, that a lot of this work is going to have to be very subtle. A lot of this work is going to be uh, you having to intervene in your own right. Don't expect this person, your brother, to make decisions on his own. It is possible to remove this person, but it's going to be quite difficult. We have here the Six of Swords, and the Six of Swords shows us a person who is uh, a, a woman who is a refugee with a child, and they're being carried or ferried across the rivers, and there are swords in front of them indicating the suffering and difficulties that still lie ahead. But once those difficulties have been passed, there is some promised shore in the future. You have to be, you're working on a razor's edge. If you drive this person away in a manner that is not constructive, you will only end up losing your brother who will go with her. You want to drive this person away in a manner that is subtle. You want to weaken first their power. You want to remove their ability. So any type of work that you do must first start with eliminating this person's power or reducing this person's power in some way, shape, or form. So you want to unhook the talent, so to speak. That's the first step. Without unhooking the talent, any type of banishing work, any type of breakup work, any sort of hot foot work is only going to drive your brother away as well. He's going to suffer through this process. There needs to be a process of unhooking this person or eliminating their power or reducing their power and then sending them away using running water, using water to bring them out of your and your brother's life to go far, far away. You may create something that is too attractive for her to turn down. So once there's an unhooking that happens, then there is a, okay, time for you to go away. Oh, look, there's this future on the horizon that isn't better for you. Go there. So, some type of work that, that involves all of those elements is crucial in order to move this person gradually out of your brother's life. The final card is the Queen of Wands, who will be the key to your success. The Queen of Wands is a powerful sovereign. She is, in fact, more powerful than the Page of Wands, so she brings her power to bear in this matter. She is a, a powerful sorceress sitting upon a throne of lions with a sunflower in her hand, a wand or staff in the other, and a cat before her. This is a person who can blend natural magic with the real world to bring about her will. She does things naturally and gradually rather than harshly. So you can see that the conditions here are surrounded by wands, and then you have that uh, six of swords in the middle uh, that also includes some water. So these are the sort of elements that I would work with. Some component of fire, which represents the wand, some component of incense or air that includes the swords, and then some type of wa running water that we can see here, the river, to drive it further away. These are all signposts to Miss Cat. We'll know exactly what I'm talking about because we've been doing this mm -hmm. work for before. We've been partners in crime for ages, so she knows exactly what I'm talking about here. The answer here is that, yes, you can take this person out of your brother's life, and it will be good for your brother. It will bring goodness towards him. You will need help. You'll need to rely on your own power, but also some type of Queen of Wands advisor. So consider some type of root worker who can guide you through this and bring all of these elements together. If you can do this, where you can gradually remove this person's power, unhooking their hold of your brother, then sending them away by drawing them towards something more attractive and shiny far, far away, then you will be successful. I'm going to turn this over. We're going to get another reading here, and then Miss Cat will come in at the end with some root work advice. All right. So, uh, Deb, can you do a reading on the situation? Oh, I sure can. Um, I am using the writer Wait Duck, and 
pulled three cards uh, while Conjure Man was talking. And the first card that I pulled is the Six of Wands, reversed. And this card shows, you know, um, a man riding on a horse uh, with a laurel wreath around his head and holding a wand um, with a wreath of victory. And because it's reversed, this is um, telling me what's going on is that things have been turned around. Things have been um, um, a situation or conditions that were um, favorable and um, successful and um, positive that they are now in a reversed position. Um, The second card that I pulled worries me a bit. It's um, the devil. And um, the devil is um, basically has, you know, this winged um, um, bafflement type creature um, with one hand up, one hand down, and the people, there's two people in front of him um, that are chained. Um, And the thing I, you know, I always hear about this, uh, the devil card is that the people in the cards are able to free themselves from this bondage. They're able to, um, the chains are loose enough that they can pick them up and take them off. And so this is telling me that this is a situation that's not good. I mean, it is possible that maybe some work was done, um, some nefarious work, but this card is also telling me that it's possible to do something about it and to um, to help things move on from there into a better a better situation. Um, so almost like uh, what Conjure Man was talking about um, with the um, the ship um, or the boat and unhooking it and sailing into you know smoother waters. Um, and then for the third card. I pulled the Seven of Wands. And the Seven of Wands is showing a man who's um, kind of up um, uphill a little, but he is uh, battling. He's holding a wand up, and he's battling with um, six other wands that are attacking him. And so this card um, is telling me that while you're doing, um, if you do any work or if you have a worker doing any work, for you, it would also be wise to surround yourself with protection. Um, maybe do a fiery wall of protection. Well, sometimes I like to do things like um, taking um, four pieces of uh, shovel, uh, devil shoestring and dressing them with um, fiery wall of protection and then putting them at the four corners of my property or uh, dressing uh, the 91st Psalm with a little bit of fiery wall of protection oil and putting, you know, wearing that in your shoe. Um, yeah, and I think that's all I got. All right, all right. Well, I'm. I apologize, Penny, that I was so abrupt because, I, like I said, I don't mean to cut you off, but we do have to kind of get to the point where we are talking about the spell work. So one of the things I noticed uh, regarding part of your question, which was, did she use sorcery? The answer is definitely yes. When you get a card like the devil, which um, uh, Deborah got, that means that um, a spirit, an evil spirit, has been called in and this couple has been chained up. 
So that's mm-hmm. important. And the card of the Seven of Wands shows that mm-hmm. if you uh, come on uh, too strong and are unprepared, you will be attacked sorcerously mm-hmm. also. On the other hand, Contraband's card of the Queen of Wands shows that you're very powerful. You may want to get another person to help you. Um, I could also read that since she is an Aries, and that's a fire sign woman card, that she's pretty mm-hmm. powerful. And in a combat or a struggle between a Virgo, your um, brother, and, and an Aries, the woman, the Aries always wins. It's an unfair, unequal combat. So she did some sort of chaining and she did something to bind them together. So I'm going to recommend um, a spell, first of all, to free him. Now, one of the things you can do is to give him bath products that contain uh, separation or um, some kind of protection as well as separation products mixed into them. But if you can't give him bath products, and who can give a man bath products anyway these days, you may have to dress a proxy doll. So I'd like you to start with a proxy doll for him. Now, that is a little doll, and it doesn't need to be big, and it doesn't need to be elaborate. But in this case, it's going to be a doll that can be bathed. It might be just made of wax, beeswax or something. It could be a little plastic doll. A little commercial plastic doll would work just fine. And you're going to bathe this doll as if it were him. So first you have to dedicate the doll to him, baptize it in his name, call his spirit and name into it. If you have something personal of his that you can put with or on the doll, that would be helpful. Don't use a rag doll or anything like that. It'll get moldy and yuck, so just don't. And don't use a mud doll because it'll just dissolve. So when you have the proper proxy doll, and you can, by the way, I have a book called Who Do Dolls and Effigies, and it goes on at great lengths about what kind of dolls are good for what circumstances, but you can figure this out logically. Once you've got the doll and have made the doll, fixed the doll, baptized the doll for him, and I want you to make another doll that you're going to make, baptize, and fix for her. At the moment I said that, Conjurin went, aha, didn't you, Conjurin? Mm-hmm. I did. I was muted, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so now you're going to have a doll for him and a doll for her. And you're going to symbolize the fact that they're chained together. You're going to get two fireproof containers, like little cauldrons or, you know, whatever. They should be definitely fireproof. And you're going to do this outdoors. You do not want to set your house on fire. And you don't want to set your neighborhood on fire, so you might want to do it on a driveway or gravel space. And you, um, his doll, which you have um, made very nicely, and her doll, which you've made very nicely, in their little cauldrons with a space between them. You're going to then tie them together symbolically. One way to do is to use a stick and just draw a figure eight pattern to tie them together, or encircle each one and then draw a line between them so it would look like a dumbbell. Either way, you then talk about you two have been so close, there's been so much together between you, and um, I acknowledge this, and now the time has come to break this tie. You can take your stick, knife, sword, shovel, whatever, and you're going to break that line. Some people don't make the line by drawing in the dirt. They will take some sort of a uh, magical powder. For instance, you could use um, a... um, if 
they were married, you might use marriage powder and break the line of marriage powder. But it doesn't matter how you do it. You're just going to break that line. When you break the line, you're going to go over to her doll and you're going to say to her doll, I'm going to give you a beautiful bath in perfumed liquid. And you pour Florida water on her. And you just say, oh, your beautiful bath. And then you set her on fire. The doll of your brother you should have put into a beautiful bath of healing herbs. You could also add to those herbs separation and protection. You're going to want to be wearing protection oil yourself when you do this. But it's going to be, you could use holy water from a church. And you set um, him in his bath, bathe him, pray over him, and just give him all the nice love and have a nice clean cloth, white handkerchief or something. Take his little doll out, wrap it up the way you would swaddle a little baby, put it nice, and then burn a white candle with it if you want to. And you can uh, keep him safe. Her doll will have burned up. Now, this goes along with all of these wands we've talked about. Then you're going to take the remnants and scrape out the remnants of all the gunk left over in her pot, whatever kind of doll you made it out of. If it's plastic, burning it is going to be a stinking mess. That's why I always recommend wax instead. You're going to take um, her doll and scrape out the pot completely, get all of the black charred gunk out, and you're going to take that, cross a river, or and if you tell me you don't have a river, I'm going to tell you, well, too bad. Cross a river and um, deposit her gunk in a cemetery on the other side of the river and then come home. And that would be the end to her influence. And now he is unchained. Another thing I've done sometimes, just another little sidelight, if people were married, and I don't think this couple was, if they were married, go down to uh, Michael's Craft and get those little plastic wedding ring table ornaments. It's made of two little golden rings, you know, and just get a, a, a hatchet and just chop the fuck out of that those golden wedding ring, plastic golden <laughs> wedding rings, take them to a graveyard and bury them. All right, so I've given you a couple of ideas. Anybody else want to join in? I love that that, that last one. A the little wedding idea. dolls. <laughs> well, That's, yeah. What I've always said is, any spell that involves a hatchet is a good spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow! And how about you, well Do you? Yeah. How about you? Do you I have like anything to add? Nothing, just the inclusion of the hatchet is really good here, given the sword that we saw and the cards that were pulled up. That's right, and the use of a river. That's right, and the use of um, <laughs> of candle magic and, and flame. All right. Um, thank you so much for bringing your issue to us, and if you need the help of a reader or root worker, just call someone at air. Um, all right, now we're going to have our network schedule announcement, which soon will be remade by our network schedule announcer, but right now we've got the old one. Oldies but goodies.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Deborah Voice of thewitchingbee.com in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Take it away, Deborah Voice. All right, thank you. Um, okay, this, this spell I am calling the key and candle vanishing spell. And the items you will need is uh, Lucky Mojo Van Van Bath, or you could alternately make a bath using hyssop, um, lemongrass, eucalyptus, and kosher salt. Um, you'll need some Van Van incense, some Lucky Mojo van, uh, banishing oil, some Lucky Mojo Van Van oil, um, or you could potentially use Master Key or Power Oil instead of the Van Van. Um, you'll also need a black and white double action candle, some graveyard dirt, a little bit of dirt from your front yard, two fireproof bowls to hold the dirts and the candles, and one skeleton key or a key charm, and also a mojo bag or a scrap of cloth and a string. Um, and you might want to include the following herbs, lemongrass, eucalyptus leaf, high john root, and Salomon seal root. And lastly, also two seals of Salomon, um, which are um, the first pentacle of the moon, which rep- reputedly opens all doors or locks, no matter in what way they were fastened. And a printout also of the seventh pentacle of the sun. And this seal reputedly releases one from prison, opening all locks and breaking all fetters which bind one and you'll also need a pen. So, to begin the work, before you start, take a cleansing spiritual bath with the Lucky Mojo Van Van um, or the herbs and salt. And then place the two fireproof bowls on your altar or workspace. Graveyard dirt in the bowl to your left and front yard dirt in the bowl to your right. Then prepare the papers or the seals. Um, on the back of the seventh pentacle of the sun, Write your bad habit, fear, negative self-talk, or whatever it is you're trying to get rid of nine times. Then cross and cover this with your name nine times. Dress it in a quincunx, uh, dress it with a quincunx pattern with banishing oil. Fold it, folding it away from you, and place it under the bowl of graveyard dirt. Then take the other seal, the first pentacle of the moon, and on the back of it, write your name seven times. Then turn it and cross and cover it with the opposite of the thing that you seek to banish. For example, if it's fear, you want to cross um, your name with courage. For addiction, it might be freedom. Um, Then dress the key with Van Van oil or Master Key oil and place it between two bowls of dirt. Place it so that the teeth of the key lays on the side towards the bowl of graveyard dirt. Then prepare the candle. Take the black and white double action candle and carefully cut about a half inch off the bottom of the black portion of the candle, being careful not to cut off the wick. 
You want to have the wick coming out of both ends of the candle. Then carve, banish, whatever it is that you seek to banish on the black half, writing so that the end of the words ends towards the middle of the black and white candle. Now on the white half, carve your name and the word empowered on it so that the um, words end towards the top of the white candle or where the wick is sticking out. Um, on the white half of the candle, dress it with bandana oil or, the, or if you're using power or master key oil, rubbing from the middle of the candle to the top. Then dress the black half with banishing oil, rubbing from the end of the candle or the newly created wick area towards the middle. Then take a sharp knife and cut the double action candle in the middle, separating the black and the white halves. As you do this, say, I now cut and release all ties to you, and to myself I will be true. Place the black candle in the left bowl containing the graveyard dirt and the white candle in the right from near your front door. Light the black candle first and say, by word, by breath, by candlelight, I banish you from my sight. Now turn the key so that the, its teeth are on the right side towards the bowl containing the front yard dirt and the white candle. As you turn the key, recite Matthew 16:19, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And, what, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now light the white candle and say, by day, by night, by lock and key, you are banished and I am free. After you have allowed the candles to burn partway down, take the paper and the seventh pentacle of the sun, feel from under the graveyard dirt, and burn it in the flame of the black candle. Place it on top of the graveyard dirt and allow it to burn completely away. As it burns, say ashes to ashes, wax and key. The chain is broken and I am free. And take the black candle and quickly turn it over and extinguish it, driving it down into the graveyard dirt and ash. It also note, reserve, reserve the ashes, graveyard dirt, and the black candle remnants to dispose of into running water of a river or at a crossroad throwing to the west and then walking away and not looking back later on. Now allow the white candle to burn the rest of the way down. Then take the pentacle, the first pentacle of the moon, from under the bowl and any spell remnants to create a power or self-empowerment mojo bag. Place any wax remnants, a pinch of front yard dirt into the bag and... Um, along with the seal. Um, and then you can also add bay leaf, lemongrass, eucalyptus leaf, high john root, and Solomon seal root. Burn van van incense and smoke and pray over each item as you place them into the bag and blow into the bag before tying it tightly shut. Dress the corners of the bag with van van or power oil and carry it with you concealed in your pocket or your purse. Do not allow anyone else to touch it. Dispose of the remaining spell items at a crossroad throwing over your shoulder to the east. And that completes that. Wow. That is an example of how they wow. do things at Bewitching Bee. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a powerful spell. Folks, that's all in the chat log, and uh, you're going to be glad it is. Um yeah, just a, a 
amazing, amazing um, uh, spell. Thank you so much, Deb Voice. Thank you. There's our music. And um, Penny23 wanted more details on the spell that I gave. Uh, play the, the show back. She asked if there was a tea, and I said, sure, you could use a tea, but I recommended holy water from a church. All righty. Um, here is our music to waft us away. Not banished, but just floating lightly. Um, we're going to turn this over to Clifford. He's going to give us our closing announcements, and we'll come back. I may make a few more utterances, and then we'll all say goodbye. Take it away, Clifford. Thank you, Ms. Cat and Conjureman, and thank you, Deborah Voice of SewageNB.com in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join uh, us next week. Uh, sorry, uh, once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo. Sorry, I got that wrong. Uh, we invite you to join us next week um, um, when uh, you can know it before alters.org will bring us uh, breakup spells and doors uh, spells. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rule Tower brought to you by Lucky Curia Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Congerman at congermanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rule Tower can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here, and we invite you to tune in again next week at the same time where we will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you, Clifford. And um, I'm really looking forward to Deacon Millet next week. I That's going to be a lot of fun. Breakup spells, because Deacon Millet is known for his books, Hoodoo Return and Reconciliation Spells, and Hoodoo Honey and Sugar Spells. Mr. Niceness goes dark. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And um, again, my apologies, Penny23, if I'm being short with you. I'm just trying to run the show. Uh, And she apologized in the chat and said it was her first time here. I hope you come back, even though this was a little shaky. Um, We all... um, do our best to try to keep the show rolling. We have no extra minutes, right? Because when the music ends, it's going to be the end of the show. And, you know, I know this song so well. (laughs) All right. Guys, go out and buy your tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival 2023, June 10th and 11th. Buy them at HoodooHeritageFestival.com. Good night. Good night, all. Goodbye. Bye-bye.